I used to watch everyone as they drank alcohol. That is when I drank alcohol. Now that I'm sober, I don't watch how anybody drinks alcohol. You are listening to Sober Gratitude's podcast, bonus series, A Dose of Hope in Sobriety and Recovery from Alcoholism or Addiction. My name is Sarah, and I am a sober alcoholic. I created this podcast as a means to be of service to you. I'm so grateful you decided to join me today, and I pray you receive this gift of hope that a comfortable, peaceful, and fulfilling life is possible after we put down the bottle for good. During the time that I drank alcohol as a young adult, until I finally quit for good, I always paid very close attention to how you drank. If you drank like me, then I would spend time with you. I would drink with you. But if you drank less than me, I probably wouldn't spend time with you. If you drank more than me, especially as the day or the evening went on, as the party continued and you were drunker than me, then I would definitely hang out with you. Because when I did that, I felt better about my own drinking behaviors. When I heard about people getting DUIs for the first, second, third, fourth time, I would pity them and think to myself, oh, that's never happened to me, even though I would drunk drive all the time. When I would notice people slurring their words, I would think to myself, I don't slur. Maybe once in a while, but not like them. So I'm good. I don't have a problem. I always compared my drinking to others. For as long as I drank. Maybe not in high school, but definitely in college and beyond. I had to be with the people who drank like me because then it normalized my drinking and I felt better about the little doubts in my head that said, Sarah, you enjoy drinking far too much. Maybe this is something you shouldn't be doing. I remember watching news channels and there'd be a blurb about drinking and they would share about the new developments, about what the right amount or wrong amount of drinking for women in their 20s or 30s or 40s or whatever was to drink. I would always find my way to compare myself to the new data and Somehow, I 
didn't have a problem. I would watch the show Intervention. And uh, this show was uh, a great way to document people who are in addiction to drugs or alcohol or both. And it would basically show how awful their lives had become and how so many people in their lives were just so upset with them. So it was really to the extreme. And for me, my drinking never got to the extreme that they would show on intervention. It was always worse. So I would watch the show with concern, especially if it was like a woman around my age or older um, who I can remember one episode in particular where a stay-at-home mom was drinking lots of wine, but she was out of control falling in, into her pool into the pool. And um, she knew she had problems with her liver. And I would watch and it would put me in a good mood. It's terrible. But it, it did. It would make me, I would feel pity for, for these people. So it was a, a way that Another way where I um, felt better about my drinking, it would be my out because I needed an out. I was terrified of losing my security blanket deep down, deep, deep down. And I, and it was so easy to quiet those fears of mine, of my own drinking by just continuing to drink and looking at how you drink or the people on the intervention shows would drink or people out in bars that strangers, movies, anything that showed a person who had far worse drinking habits than my own. It was so important for me to have that in my life so I could continue to excuse and rationalize the amount that I drank. Well, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I, I, I put my wine bottles towards the bottom, but, but I don't like you know, hide liquor bottles around my house. I never did that. I don't, I don't do that. I would constantly compare myself to save myself from what I knew deep, deep down was an absolute truth 
that I loved alcohol way more than most people. And I used alcohol way more than most people as a form of comfort, numbing emotions, to avoidance, to bury resentments, to quiet grief and anger about a lot of different things. I relied on comparison to keep the bottle with me. I relied on it so that I wouldn't have to divorce alcohol. So when it came time in my first recovery meeting in 2012, it was interesting that it was suggested that I identify with other alcoholics in the rooms, identify with their stories. Don't compare, but identify. So yeah, it was it was pretty scary. The thought of letting go, like giving that I couldn't do that anymore. That I couldn't compare myself to the people that were sitting in my row, the women who are my age, who went to three different rehabs and kept relapsing and had, you know, their neighborhood, the neighborhood families get together and have an intervention. I, I couldn't compare myself to that person anymore to rationalize that I didn't have a problem. I wanted to not have a problem. So when I was told or when it was lovingly suggested to me to identify, it, it broke me open. And I cracked and I came undone and I fell apart because I realized that I just couldn't play this game of comparison anymore. I was exhausted. There was no other way outs for me. It was clear that I am an alcoholic and that I don't have an off switch, and that I obsess over alcohol. And when I take one sip, one sip becomes five bottles of wine. Even when I told myself I would only have one drink. And when I identified with other people sharing that they too had that same problem. And when they shared the feelings that they had that came with that. And when they shared about how they were just so tired of the chaos in their lives and the drama 
and, and the problems. I got that. And I initially thought that the problems were because, well, um, maybe because it's my drinking. Initially, I didn't think that. I thought I had to drink because of all the problems and chaos in my life. That, that you, 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 and you, and you, and you hurt me and I'm the victim and you made my life miserable and you <clears throat> did this to me and so I need to drink. I need to drink because, you know, of this political issue and gun laws or anything, like anything, I, I'm the victim. I'm going to drink because I am just so angry and I get to, I get to drink. I deserve to drink because I've been wronged and I've been hurt. But then I learned that no, though all those problems were because of my drinking and my my untreated alcoholism. And once I began to treat my alcoholism by doing the 12 steps, that's when I realized that all those things that I blamed on making my life miserable, I came to realize that they were all just excuses for me to drink. They were all just excuses for me to be miserable and angry. Today, things are much different for me. So now I'm offering you the hope. Well, I started to when I talked about my experience in changing doing the 12 steps. Now that I'm recovered, I don't pay any attention to how people drink. I don't need to. I don't need to look for comparisons because that's, that's why I watched you drink for, for me, selfishly, for my own good. It wasn't, it, it, I didn't care really how much you drank as long as it just met my requirements. So today, like alcohol is not, it's, it's not something that I even think about only when I'm doing this podcast or go to a meeting or helping another person. <clears throat> I don't know how you drink. I don't pay attention to how other people drink, quite frankly, because it's not something that's on my radar. It's not something that I think about. I don't gossip about people and their drinking behaviors or how they live their lives. Because I don't need that to make myself feel better about myself and how I'm conducting my own life. Comparing myself with others does not help me. It only robs me of a better life. 
of a more peaceful life. Comparison robs me of living an authentic life. It blocks me from holding space to help you. So when you come to me and you tell me how you're feeling about your drinking, I will listen and I will not judge because most likely I will be able to identify with how you feel. If you tell me about your war stories, they may be different and they probably are different from my war stories, but I will understand If you tell me that you hurt others and you feel terrible about it, I'll tell you that that, that's something I experienced as well. If you ask me how I got and how I stay sober, I will gladly tell you how. And if you ask me to show you how, I'll say, absolutely, I will show you how. And if you're willing to let me show you how and do what I did and do what so many other people have done, there's a chance for you to be freed from the bondage of self and the obsession of alcohol in your thoughts and the obsession to drink every freaking second of the day. It won't be a thought at all. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode on Sober Gratitudes. If you liked what you heard today, if you found it valuable and useful to you, if it gave you hope, please make sure you hit subscribe. You're worth a more comfortable life in sobriety. 